In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. We're looking at the first letter of John, chapter 2, verse 20. Remember, we're talking about walking with Jesus. But you have been anointed by the Holy One. You have been anointed by the Lord Jesus Christ. You have the anointing. And we're going to see what the anointing does. And all of you have knowledge. I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and you know that no one who comes from the truth is a liar. Who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Messiah? That's the Antichrist, denying that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the Messiah. Do you know that today? Do you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Messiah of the Jews and the Messiah of the Gentiles? I believe that completely, that Jesus is the Messiah. He has come in the fullness of time, sent by the Father, so that we might have life eternal. Oh yes, do you have life eternal today? At least in seed form, I do. For the who believe in Jesus have eternal life, that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the Christ. This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. If you believe the Son, you believe the Father. How do I know that? Because the Father sent him. And what did he send him for? To bring salvation to you and to me and to the world. Do you have salvation? Do you know God today? And I'm not talking about in your head. Do you know God in your heart that he is the one who sent his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to forgive our sins? When we, when we become anointed by God, we become consecrated, we become made sacred with God, we become appointed, you have become appointed to a divine office through Jesus Christ. When you receive Jesus Christ, he has crowned you with the Holy Spirit. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we know all things. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. So when Jesus said, it is better that I go than I stay, we don't ever praise God that, Jesus, thank you that you're not here. Thank you that you're not on this earth. But it's what Jesus tells us to do. Because Jesus and his humanity could only be at one place at one time. But the Holy Spirit is the power of Jesus, unlimited unmeasured the Holy Spirit is in you and not only does it lead you into all truth not only does it let you operate with the power that Jesus operated on this earth 
but it, it gives you, it connects you to Jesus. It connects you to heaven. It connects you to a divine life, the divine inheritance, which God has given to you today. And God has anointed you with the Holy Spirit. So through the power of the Holy Spirit, all things are possible in your life. All things are possible for those who believe. But what are you believing for today? Are you believing for all things? Are you believing to know all truths? Because as the Bible just told us, that's a promise of the Holy Spirit, which is inside of you now. This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. If you deny the Son, you deny the Father. How do I know that? Because the Father sent the Son into the world so that we might have salvation. To deny the Son is to deny the Father. To say yes to the Son is to say yes to the Father. Hallelujah. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Everyone who confesses the Son has the Father also. Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he has promised us, eternal life. Eternal life is this, to know thee, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Eternal life is this, that you eat my flesh and drink my blood. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no eternal life within you. To eat his flesh and to drink his blood gives us eternal life. And this is what he has promised us, eternal life. I write these things to you concerning those who would deceive you. As for you, the anointing that you received from him abides in you, so that no one has anyone in need to teach you. What does that mean, no one has anyone in need to teach you? I can only speak a word to you, but the anointing in your heart tells you if it's true. Amen. It's all about the anointing in your heart that tells you that it is true. I can't make you believe, but I can speak the truth in love. And the anointing in your heart says, yes, this is true. I told you I have a Geiger counter in my heart that when someone says something wrong, I know it's wrong. I know it. I know it. But as his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as he has taught you, abide in him. If you abide in him and his word abides in you, you're going to produce fruit and so prove to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. Abiding in Jesus causes us to produce fruit, and our fruit must endure, and so prove to be the disciples of the Lord. Are you a disciple of the Lord? Are you abiding in Him? Are you producing fruit? What kind of fruit? People. People. That's why if he can't trust you with the least thing, that's money, how can he trust you with people? He can't. 
He can't. It's all about being trustworthy. And until we learn how to give, truly we can't know or love the Father. Because the Father gave everything. The Father gave His Son for you and for me. So we need to learn to give so we can have the Father's love in us. Because for you, the Father gave His only begotten Son. What does it look like to abide in Jesus? You know, when we abide for in Him we live, we move, and we have our being. When we abide with Jesus, it looks like we have an intimate prayer life with Jesus. Father's been talking a lot about prayer. But prayer is so important because abiding in Jesus means to be intimate with Him. To be close to the Holy Spirit. Let the anointing come upon us. A prayer is water. And we're like a seed, but the seed needs to be watered so the anointing can grow. Kingdom principles tell us if God, as God trusts us with little and we are faithful with little, he trusts us with more and we are, and as we are faithful with more, our sphere of influence grows, the power on our life grows, the anointing grows. But Jesus Christ, he's merciful and he only gives us what he's ready, what we are ready for. Because there's a saying in the kingdom, new levels, new devils. So as we grow in power, there becomes greater responsibility, there becomes greater warfare, there just becomes greater everything. But it's okay and it's wonderful. But ideally, God, Jesus wants you to abide in him day by day, moment by moment, second by second. Because when we abide in Him, we have the Holy Spirit speaking to us, speaking through us, so that we we know the truth. And if a lie, like Father Tom says, we know by the Spirit, like Father does, if something's off in the Spirit. If we walk into a room and something's off, the Spirit lets us know. If someone's speaking to us and they're lying to us, the Spirit lets us know so that we can discern what's of God, what's not of God. So we have wisdom to, to know how to move in this life. Jesus Christ, he wants to anoint your steps and he wants to appoint your steps. He wants to the Holy Spirit to blow upon your life so that you don't have to, you, you seek counsel and you speak and you have to have spiritual authority in your life so that they can help you to discern. But ideally, the Holy Spirit, it teaches us all truth. It leads us into all anointing. So, as we are in as you become intimate with God life becomes easy you just know what you need to do the holy spirit blows on your life and this is the inheritance that God has you so that Jesus through the power of the holy spirit can just guide you along the life guide you in this world and you start to bear fruit in the kingdom we always know a tree by the fruit it bears so God wants your life to bear fruit he wants you to be abundant in every area of your life. He wants you to have victory in every area of your life, whether it's your finances, your family, your job, your friends, evangelizing. Jesus came so that you could walk in victory in each and every area of your life. For, this is, for God came to give you life and life abundantly, and it glorifies the Father when we walk in abundant life. It glorifies God, and it evangelizes the world. 
when you walk into a room and you're glowing by the power of the Holy Spirit, when you have all your needs met and taken care of, because you understand you have a good Father in heaven, and being and having a good Father is just knowing that you are a child, and a child trusts. A child is docile. A child doesn't question. A child hears something and just does. A child doesn't overthink things. A child reads the word of God and believes. And when you have that childlike simplicity, that childlike faith, when the divine when the divine will of God comes into you, when the Holy Spirit comes into you, you know what it does? It simplifies everything. It makes you simple. It makes your life simple. Children are simple. Lord, let us be simple today that we can just hear the word of God from Father Tom, believe and just walk it out in faith. The Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. It doesn't even say we need to pray. It just says, lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. Do you believe it? I believe it, but not to the level of a child how I should believe it. Because if I did, I would just we would just be touching people, going in hospitals and just touching them. And everyone would be being healed. But this is the inheritance that God has for you, for me, for everyone in the kingdom of God. He installed the kingdom, and you are a general in it. And now, little children, abide in him, abide in Jesus, and so produce much fruit, so that when he is revealed, we may have confidence and not be put to shame before him at his coming. That's the second coming that we would have confidence in him when he comes again in glory as the judge of the living and the dead. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who does right has been born of him. Are you doing right today? Or are you doing wrong today? Are you walking in sin today? You see, the Bible's going to tell us that the one who sins has no part of God, but it means walking in sin. It doesn't mean to fall into sin and then ask forgiveness, because he is our forgiveness, the blood of Jesus. Let's continue. Who does right has been born of him. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. Imagine, I am a child of God by grace. You are a child of God by grace. There is no greater experience than to be a child of God. People say that Peter isn't the rock. He is the rock. But to be a child of God is greater. It's greater. It means that I've been adopted into the family of God through the blood of Jesus. Do you know that today, that you've been adopted into the family of God through the blood of Jesus? And this is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Jesus promised, if they followed me, they will follow you. If they rejected me, they will reject you. This is real. Beloved, we are God's children now. At this moment, I'm a child of God. What will be has not yet been revealed, 
But we know it's this. When he is revealed, Jesus, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. We're going to be like Jesus when he comes in glory, because we're going to see him as he is. Not only hearing the word of God, but seeing him as he is, transforms the believer to be like him in all ways. And all who have this hope in him purifies themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness, walks in sin. I'm not talking about falling into sin and asking forgiveness. Walks in sin. Everyone who walks in sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed to take away sins, and in him there is no sin, not only our sins, but the sins of the world. Jesus became a sacrifice on the cross so that he would absorb all the sins of the world and every single person. You know, you were brought into the heart of Jesus when he died upon the cross. When I am lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. You were drawn into the heart of Jesus when he was dying on the cross. That's a great and awesome thing. No one who abides in him walks in sin. No one who walks in sin has either not seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Everyone who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous, Jesus. Everyone who commits sin is a child of the devil. Everyone who commits walking in sin is a child of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The Son of God was revealed for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. Do you know that today? That he was revealed to destroy the works of the devil in our lives so that we would produce fruit and our fruit would endure. And that means people. The world is lost. I don't know if you know that the world is lost. They don't even know about Jesus. They put Jesus at the same experience as Buddha. And that's a lie. Buddha on his deathbed said, I still seek the truth. Jesus, on the night before he died, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Do you believe that? If you believe that, you cannot walk in sin. And I'm telling you with your computers, please take away the sinful part of your computers. You say, but nobody knows. God knows, and you know. Take it out of your experience. Get an app that makes it impossible for you to look at. And what, and when we talk about walking in sin, what does it look like? It's just walking with an unrepentant heart, under not not having repentance for our sins, not wanting to change our ways. God knows we're going to fall. And that's why he gave us a sacrament of confession. That's why he gave us the ability to repent. 
but it's he see God Jesus sees your heart. And if you have poverty of spirit and you just know that you need Jesus to come into your heart and heal those wounds to strengthen your will so you can overcome your flesh and you're crying out to God and and you want to stop, God will give you the grace to do it. So as long as we're not walking with an unrepentant heart, as long as we're not walking in sin and saying, I don't need God, God doesn't care, God He'll move you and he'll heal you and he'll fix you. So, yeah, as Father Tom said, the Son of God was manifested to destroy all the works of the devil. So Jesus came to destroy all the works of the devil in the whole world and in your life. Not some of them. He came to destroy what you're watching. If you're watching things on the computer, he came to destroy the works of the devil of anxiety. If you have anxiety, of fear, of trauma, of poverty, of of problems in your family. This is the thing. Jesus came to give us victory. The Bible said, I have given, he told his apostles, I have given, Jesus did, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. Overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you. So where is the power of sickness in your life? It's under your feet and you trample on it. You reject the devil and his works and they will flee from you. We don't make covenant with things that are not of heaven. So if you feel fear in your life, that's okay. You say, I I feel fear, but you begin to reject it. And you don't make covenant with it because you know that's outside of you and it's a spirit coming against you. The book of Timothy, the Bible tells us, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So if you feel fearful, you reject it because that's the spirit of the enemy and it's just trying to come against you because when God comes, he gives you power. You will receive power. Power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He fills you with his love and he fills you with a sound mind that when the anointing fills us, it gives us peace, but it gives us a sound mind and it leads us into all truth. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. It is why there's a war on truth in this world. The devil's always waging war in truth in your mind because as he... If, if there's any way like we can get moved off from the truth of God, from the power of God, then, then we lose the anointing. God wants to anoint you and speak truth into your life so that you know the inheritance that Jesus Christ gave you so you can walk in victory, victory, victory. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine, not tomorrow. I saw Satan watch fall behind. Victory today is mine. Yes, victory in the cross of Jesus Christ. Victory in the power of the blood. Victory in the power of the resurrection. I have victory over sin, over walking in sin. Those who have been born of God do not walk in sin because God's seed abides in them. They cannot walk in sin because they have been born of God. Have you been born of God? At baptism, you are. But now, baptism and faith. It's not only baptism. It's baptism and faith. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ who said, I am the way, 
the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. You say, well, that's not fair. It has nothing to do with fair. It has to do with grace. Jesus is the way to the Father. He is the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And we need to proclaim that, especially in the world that we're living in now, because the world that we're living in now does not believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Watch the King of England. Make sure he professes Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. If he doesn't, I'm going to tell you he is the Antichrist. He is an Antichrist if he doesn't profess Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. The children of God and the children of the devil are revealed in this way. All who do not do what is right are not from God, nor are those who do not love their brothers and sisters. Do you love people? It's all about love. God is love. Do you love your brothers and sisters? If you hate your brother and sister, you're not of God. How can you say, I hate my brother or I hate my sister when you don't see God and say, I love God? It's impossible. We are called to love each other. Catholics need to love Protestants. Protestants need to love Catholics. Evangelicals need to love us. And we need to love evangelicals. It's all about love. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It's very simple. Those who are in God do the works of God. Those who are in the devil do the works of the devil. But you have been transformed by the blood of Jesus Christ. So today, go out there and do the works of Jesus. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.